sent forth his word and healed them and delivered them from their destruction. Psalm 107 verse 20. The message you're about to hear is a straightforward, down-to-earth and insightful teaching by Lady Reverend Adelaide Heward-Mills. Lady Reverend Adelaide serves under her husband, Bishop Dag Heward-Mills, as a pastor at the Lighthouse Chapel International. Lady Reverend Adelaide is a handmaiden of God and is privileged to have been used by God to pastor and to speak the word of God, both nationally and internationally, to all ages and gender. She has a plethora of messages on many issues, experiences, and situations of life from God's perspective. Get ready to be transformed as you listen to this message by God's anointed handmaiden, Lady Reverend Adelaide Heward-Mills. Amen. Let the church say amen. Let the church say amen. Let the church say amen. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Ladies and gentlemen, I'm sure those of us, those of you watching us live on Facebook, you are jealous of me because I'm about to introduce one of the finest lady pastors in the whole of the UD. You know, and I have the privilege, I'm holding the mic right now. Listen, I met Lady Reverend and Lady Ward Mills when I was 12 years. Yes. And I'm part of her children. Yes. Biologically, I'm part of them. Although I'm not fair like them, I'm just black. So. Yeah. But she's one of the most beautiful, caring, wonderful. When I say something, you shout. I said beautiful, caring, wonderful, spiritual, spirit-filled, a preacher, a preacher, a powerful preacher, a powerful preacher. Ladies and gentlemen, stand to your feet and let us walk up. Our mother, our mother, our mother. One, two, go. Stand up, stand up for G. Everybody. Lift up, lift up. Come on. Everybody clap for victory, for victory. Every fall is back. Come on, and Christ is. Everybody, match one, two, from stand up. Stand up. Lady Reverend, I let this match here. You are sitting there. Come on, from faith. Come on, till eh. Before is by and question Christ is Lord indeed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Christ is Lord indeed. Amen. Shall we share a word of prayer? Father, thank you for this time. Thank you for the privilege of having first fire again. Thank you for being with us every year, year in and year out. We bless you for your faithfulness. 
Father, let this time be a hallowed time in your presence. Speak to us by the Holy Spirit. Change us really from the root right up. Lord, let your Holy Spirit minister to us and let this be a blessed time in your presence. Holy Spirit, thank you for all your help. In Jesus' name, amen. Please take your seats. First, 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 the people at the back, first, the middle, first, the front, first, the top, first, everybody, first, amen. Bible says the word of God was like fire in my bones. The essence of this conference is that we will live here always with the fire of God's presence and the fire of God's word in our hearts. Amen. Now, I want to thank God for his faithfulness. I'm told this is, is it the sixth year? or the fifth year of first fire, and I want to thank God for his faithfulness. Put your hands together. Don't be lazy. Give him praise. Amen. I want to thank my husband, the bishop. Who conceived this vision? Amen. I am a saint person. Amen, somebody? A few years ago, I was there when Bishop Dark called me and told me he needed all of us young people to come together for first fire. So he gave us the name that the first fire of the Holy Spirit will burn in our hearts and in our lives throughout our entire lifetime. And as the fire burns and we get to university level, we will be translated into first love. Amen. So we want to salute Bishop Dag for this vision. We want to thank him for remembering us. Amen and for tailoring a conference from us, for us, we are grateful. I want to commend all of you who have already performed, the rappers from the Kadesh, the opening ceremony, those who are in the choir, those who do worship, and those whose presence is also remarkable. God bless you all, clap for yourselves. And for all your teachers and your parents for buying our t-shirts for us, for buying us headbands, and for making us able to be here, we give God glory for their lives. Amen. Turn to the person next to you and say, please, it's not time for sleeping. If you sleep, I will give you a knock. And for those who are opening their jollof, 
No eating in the Jesus Cathedral. And it's not time for jollof. Tell your neighbor, it's not time for jollof. The jollof time will come soon. Amen. Our theme for this conference that I believe God dropped into my spirit is my friend, the Holy Spirit. My friend, the Holy Spirit. Amen, somebody. Most of us have friends, isn't it? And some of our friends are leading us to hell. And some of our friends, they don't add and they don't subtract. And some of our friends encourage us and help us to serve God better, hopefully. One of the greatest influences on our lives, if not the greatest, is the company you keep and the friends you have. Amen. So in 1 Corinthians 15 verse 33, the Bible says, Do not be deceived. Bad company corrupts good morals. Amen. It is something a lot of people are deceived about. How far you go spiritually depends on who your friend is. Amen. Many years ago, in 1982, I am sure your father had not met your mother. I made a very special friend on the Legon campus in the university. And that friend made me a better Christian. Amen. And exposed me to so many things I didn't know. I was a Christian born again, but I didn't know much about speaking in tongues. I didn't know much about the name of Jesus. I didn't know much that man is a spirit. I didn't know at all that man is a spirit. He has a soul and he lives in the body. I didn't know about the gifts of the spirit. But this friend, who at the time was not my beloved, just being friends with this person made me come into contact with the Holy Spirit, with the gifts of the spirit, with the Bible in another way, with listening to messages, I never knew anything like that. So the kind of friend you have determines how far you go with the Lord. Now, in the Bible, there's a very big man. He is called Sergius Paulus. And his friend was not a good influence on him. I'm reading from Acts chapter 13, verse 6. Acts chapter 13, verse 6. The Holy Spirit, my friend. When they had gone through the whole island as far as Paphos, they came upon a certain magician 
a Jewish false prophet named Bar Jesus. And where was he? Verse 7. He was with the proconsul. He was with the proconsul. The proconsul was like a minister of state or an MP or a vice president or an important person. And that important person was called Sergius Paulus. The Bible continues in verse 7 to say, A man of intelligence who summoned Barnabas and Saul and sought to hear the word of God. But Elimas, say but Elimas, the magician, King James says the sorcerer. The sorcerer is a witch. For that is the meaning of his name. Opposed them, seeking to turn the proconsul away from the faith. Amen. You see, this Sergius Paulus is an important man. And he must have heard about Apostle Paul and Barnabas, that they were great preaching and bringing salvation to many. And he sought to hear the word of God. But his company was hindering him from the word of God. Because the person he was hanging out with was a magician, a sorcerer, a wizard, and a bad Jesus. Not Jesus, but a fake Jesus. So in spite of the fact that Sergius Paulus had a desire to hear the word of God, in spite of the fact that he wanted to be born again, in spite of the fact that he rather called the apostles, the person he was with was also having another agenda. And the Bible says he sought to turn away the proconsul from the faith. You too, as you sit here this morning, many friends, many people you share fellowship with are seeking to turn you away from the faith and to turn you away from the God you know and especially to turn you away from the Holy Spirit. Ask your friend, is Elimas in your life? Is he turning you away from the faith? If he is, then cancel the friendship. Drop him. Drop her. Because she will lead you astray. Now when we say, my friend, the Holy Spirit, it means that we are saying that instead of somebody like Elimas, the sorcerer, the magician, the bar Jesus, who turns us away from the faith, we want somebody who is the spirit of God himself and somebody who can be our friend always and therefore somebody who can influence our lives. Amen. I had a friend from nursery and that friend was my very good friend. We did everything together. 
and we lived in the same city. So we went through nursery to kindergarten from class one, at that time to class six, then from class six, you would go to secondary school. So when I got to class six, my parents said I was too young and too immature to go to the secondary school. So even though I was with my mates, it's like maybe you were in JHS3, I was with my mates, but they told the headmaster not to register me and that I would not go to secondary school that year. I was very, very upset and I cried buckets. I pleaded with my parents. I went to tell the headmaster that it wasn't fair, but my parents were quite resolute. What hurt me was the thought that my juniors would become my mates. I couldn't take it, but my parents still insisted that it was not time for me to go to secondary school. So I was not even registered for the exam. Before I would say I wrote it, and then it didn't go well or it went well. I was not registered. The whole class was registered except me. And then my friend's mother said, oh, I think my daughter also is too immature. So the two of you, should not be registered, and the two of you should stay in the same class till the next year. So on the day of the examination, my friend and I stayed at home, and the whole class went to write. We cried a lot, but having a friend to sympathize with made it easier. After that, the results came, and all our mates went on to form one in secondary school. And we came back in September to come and meet these, our juniors, who then became our mates. It was a sad sight. But having my friend with me encouraged me. My friend and I attended the same church, and we were all in the children's church together. And then when my Sunday school teacher took us to Akunedi Shrine in Latte, my friend was with me. We always were together. We found the same things funny, and we loved the same things. So we went to the shrine in the night. My Sunday school teacher took us, and we preached. And they came and said, if we don't leave, they'll cut our heads. So we quickly left, but my friend was by my side. After that, we went to secondary school. We, we chose the same secondary school. We continued to eat together and do everything together. She was an only child, but I had other siblings. So from secondary school, we were still very good friends, and we were in the same class. We all went to Wesley Girls together. Then after that, we got to lower six. When we got to lower six, we were still friends, and we decided to go to the same university. So our friendship continued to the university. But when we got to the university, somebody say, but when we got to the university, <laughs> my friend changed. Amen. I saw that when I would call my friend to prayer meeting, she would say, I'm not interested. When I was going to scripture union, she would say, I'm not interested. 
So I didn't go and see her that our friendship must not be close anymore. But as God took me on the path of his word and she went the path of, on the path of the world, there was a natural separation. Amen. And we didn't become enemies, but we couldn't be as close anymore. Because the Bible says, iron sharpeneth iron. So another man sharpens the countenance of his friend. Why am I telling you this story? For two reasons. I'm telling you this story for you to know that when you change, your friendships will be affected. When you give your life to Christ, you really become born again. Your friendships will be affected. Not because you put a signboard that now I'm born again, so, but what you talk about and what the person talks about are not the same. We continue to be friends, but we couldn't be as close. Because maybe if she went to the nightclub, I went for a prayer meeting. If she went out with her boyfriend, I may have gone witnessing. So our lives were miles apart. But we continue to be friends. She didn't become my enemy. But that closeness of doing everything together and going everywhere together did not continue. Amen. But she used to come to me whenever she was in trouble. She would come and tell me, this boy has left me. This man has done this to me. Please minister to me. And I would. But we left university on our separate roads. Now, by the grace of God, my friend is back to God and she's very active in the ministry. And she keeps telling my mates where she is because she's not in Ghana. Please tell Adelaide I'm now a preacher. Tell Adelaide I'm now in the ministry. I thank God that she has come back to the road. But the separation was necessary. Not because I was holier than thou, but because oil and water cannot mix. Amen. The second reason why I'm telling you this is that as I walked with a human friend, at a certain point, our paths crossed. Sometimes your paths may not cross because of something bad, but your paths cross because you are going to take and she is going to Legon, or he is going to Mfansipim, and you are going to Achimota, or his father is a missionary, and he has gone to Abidjan, and your father is a businessman, and he is in Ghana. Not so with the Holy Spirit. When your Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit is our friend, he is our friend forever. It doesn't matter the geographical boundaries, it doesn't matter what puts us on a different path when the Holy Spirit is our friend he stays our friend forever amen so lady reverend how does the Holy Spirit become our friend turn with me to Romans chapter 8 Romans chapter 8 are you there Verse 13. 
If you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. For, let me go to King James. Uh -uh. For if ye live after the flesh, ye shall die. But if you, how? Through the Spirit, do mortify or put to death the deeds of the body, you shall live. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. For ye have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption, whereby you cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit itself bears witness with our spirit that we are the sons of God. Amen. We receive the Holy Spirit when we give our lives to Christ. Christ comes into our lives and changes us. Before we get born again, our hearts are very wicked and very incorrect and we need the grace of God. But when we become aware and we say, Jesus, come into my life. Then Jesus comes into our lives and we really become new. Amen. When you become new, the Bible says God gives you a new heart. Lady Reverend, how does God do that? It is an operation. When you become born again, God does a spiritual operation on you. He opens your heart. And when he opens your heart, he puts a new heart and a new spirit into your heart. And therefore, you become a brand new person. When he does that, he lets the Holy Spirit come to live in us. So yes, the Holy Spirit starts to become our friends from the time we give our lives to Christ. Now, if you are here and you haven't given your life to Christ, or you've given your life to Christ, but you have been playing the fool, I pray that you will go back to the friend who is the Holy Spirit. He is a person. He is not a thing. And the Holy Spirit will come into our lives and make us what we have to be. Amen, somebody. When the Holy Spirit comes to live in you, then you are born again. So when the Bible says God has sent his spirit in Romans 8 into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. So you are not hearing it, but the minute you got born again, when Jesus comes to live in you, the Holy Spirit, because it's God's spirit, it's crying out to God all the time. Abba, Father, I'm now your child. Abba, Father. That is when the friendship with the Holy Spirit begins. Your friendships in life begin somewhere. Sometimes it begins in church. You met somebody. Some of you, you come and learn bad things from church. Somebody shows you something on her phone and she's in church. Somebody shows you, oh, we can even do this and we can even do that. And the person is in church. And that thing is a demon 
And when it gets a hold of you, it takes a hold of you and never leaves you. When the Holy Spirit takes a hold of you and I, he never leaves us also. So we have to work on having the influence of the Holy Spirit in our lives. Amen, somebody. Now the influence of the Holy Spirit is like yeast. How many of you know what yeast is? How many of you don't know what yeast is? Just put up your hand. I mean, okay. Yeast is something you put in bread so that the bread can rise. Amen? Otherwise, the bread will be flat, it will be heavy, and you will not enjoy it. But when the bread rises, it becomes light and fluffy, and then you can use it. Many years ago, bread was a scarce commodity in Ghana. At that time, you hadn't been born. In 1983, there was a farming in Ghana. And we used to queue for bread, and we used to queue for toilet roll. And sometimes when it gets to your turn, the shop owner will say, it's finished. So you will not get bread to eat. So we learned to eat fried yam with tea. So thank God, you just walk into a shop, and then you get bread to eat. But that bread has something called leaven. The Bible calls it leaven, L-E-A-V-E-N, which is in the bread. And that causes it to rise. So then my mother had a bakery, and I was working in the bakery because the universities had been closed down. So when I go to the bakery, I take the, uh, the flour, the yeast, the margarine, the water, and all the ingredients needed, and give to the workers, they go and knead it in a machine. Then they bring it, I weigh, and I give to each worker. And then we knead it and make it into bread. Now, when I'm going home, I take one tin of the bread with me home. Why? Because I want to know when the leaven has worked and the bread has risen, the one with me shows me that the ones in the bakery have also risen. And then I get up at 5 a.m., and I take the one or two things that I have that have risen. And I go and meet their sisters and brothers in the bakery. And when I get there, they have also risen. And then we begin to prepare them for the oven. The influence of the Holy Spirit is what you call yeast in your bread. It is silent. It doesn't shout. There are no whistles. There are no bells. But you can only feel the effect. Amen, somebody. So it is with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is like living in our lives. Matthew chapter 13, verse 33. Another parable spake he, he unto them. The kingdom of heaven is like unto living or unto yeast, which a woman took. And hid in three measures of meal till the whole was leavened. So when God comes to live in us, he's like yeast. But his influence is very powerful. And it begins to influence our lives. Now, if you are truly born again, the Holy Spirit will be your friend. And when he's your friend, he's not just there. 
He's your friend and my friend so that he can influence us. Amen? So if you say you are born again and there's no change in your life, we cannot see the influence of the Holy Spirit. Then I question the kind of spirit that is indwelling you. Amen, somebody. Turn to the person next to you and say, is the Holy Spirit in you? Is it changing you quietly but powerfully? Amen. So the yeast, which is the Holy Spirit, must be able to change us. It is the greatest good and seen influence in a Christian's life. And this real influence is a sweet influence. The Holy Spirit is sweet. He is a person. He comes into our lives and God sends him into our hearts. He cries, Abba, Father. And he's there to help us. He's there to do so many things which we will see. And I pray that by the end of this conference, the Holy Spirit would really have become your friend. Amen. Apart from the Holy Spirit, there are three also very bad influences. Amen. Because whatever God does, Satan tries to do the opposite. Do you know that? Okay, James chapter 3 verse 15. The ultimate effect of the sweet influence of the Holy Spirit is to make you a spiritual person. Spiritual people are the most important people in a church. But every human being has four choices to make. Now when you read James 3.15, it says, This wisdom cometh not from above, but it is earthly, sensual, and devilish. Amen, somebody. So you can be a Christian, but you are earthly. Earthly means that all that you think about is this earth. But as a Christian, you should think about eternal life. You should think about heaven. You should think about God. You should think about spiritual things. But if you are earthly, your whole mind is on earth. That is why you live the way you live. You live as if you are not accountable to anybody. You live as if there's no judgment. You live as if there's no heaven. You live as if there's no hell. You live as if you are your own and you can do anything. That wisdom is earthly. Amen? Everything is about the earth. You do the things everybody on the earth does. But the Holy Spirit is a different person. It also mentions that it is earthly. Then it is sensual. Lady Reverend, what does sensual mean? Every human being has five senses. The sense of sight when you see. The sense of smell with your nose. The sense of taste with your tongue. The sense of touch with your hand. And the sense of hearing with your ear. Amen? The sense of touch is called the tactile sense. Amen? Learn a new word. Tactile. Somebody say tactile. Now, if you are sensual, 
Everything is about your five senses. You only believe what you can see. You only live in what you can hear. You only live for what you can taste. You live for what you can touch. And you live for what you can smell. But a spiritual person who is filled with the Holy Spirit lives above the five senses and above the things of this world. That influence comes from our friend, the Holy Spirit. Amen. Then the third influence is devilish. I didn't say it. The Bible said it. Earthly, sensual. Some Christians are sensual. Everything is about their senses. Whatever you feel, whatever your five senses tell you, that's what you do. Your five senses say, watch terrible things on your phone and you do it. You don't know that as you have started this at this young age, you are going to be addicted just like a drug. Addiction is a demon that fixes itself on you. And when you allow that demon to fix itself on you, you have opened the door for a stronghold in your life. I pray that today we will be set free from every stronghold that is earthly, sensual, and devilish. Somebody say amen. amen. Now, you may say, oh, I'm a Christian. Yes, you are a Christian, but you may be devilish because you allow the devil to be your master. The Holy Spirit is not your master. Jesus is not your Lord. It is the devil. And therefore, you can speak devilish things. You can give devilish advice. You can be a very devilish, influential person. You may be a blogger on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. You may be an influencer, but you are earthly, sensual, and devilish. And if the people you admire on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Periscope, wherever you go to, are earthly, sensual, and devilish, then they shouldn't be in your lives. You must dump them. Amen, somebody. So these are the four influences. And when we choose to be children of God, we become, the Holy Spirit comes into our lives and starts to become our friend. Amen. Now I said that when the Holy Spirit comes, he makes you spiritually strong. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 14. The Holy Spirit makes you spiritually strong. Ephesians chapter 3. I hope you are writing your notes. Hmm? Some of you, you didn't even bring a, a, a Bible. Hmm. The Lord have mercy on you. For this cause, I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he will grant you according to the riches of his glory to be what? Strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man. The Holy Spirit is your gym. The Holy Spirit gives you six-pack. The Holy Spirit gives you spiritual muscle. The Holy Spirit makes you strong to overcome, to prevail, and to be all that God wants you to be. Amen. 
When the apostle Paul was praying for the church in Ephesus, he didn't say, I'm praying for you for new shoes. I'm praying for you for the latest phone. I'm praying for you for an iPad. I'm praying because when the Holy Spirit comes into you, every other thing the Bible says, it will be added. You don't even have to seek it. Amen? So Apostle Paul is praying for the Christians and he doesn't pray, oh, give me money. Give me the latest dress. Give me, he says, that you might be strengthened with might by his spirit. Where? In the inner man. Amen. Those are the top. The Holy Spirit is your gym master. The Holy Spirit helps you strengthened with might, not by yourself, but by the Holy Spirit. Why does the Holy Spirit have to strengthen you with might? So that you will overcome. Amen? And the reason why we are falling left, right, and center is because our inner man is weak. And our friend, the Holy Spirit, has not been called upon to strengthen us in the inner man by his spirit. Amen, somebody. It's a good prayer topic to pray. Write it down. Lord, strengthen me in the inner man by your spirit. Strengthen me in the inner man by your spirit. That Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith. That you will be rooted and grounded and all that. So the Holy Spirit gives you might. When we say power and might belongs to our God. So if these things belong to God and the Holy Spirit is God's spirit, when it lives in you, you will be a superman. You will overcome temptations you never thought you would be able to overcome. You will overcome difficulties you never thought you would be able to overcome. You will be a macho man in the realm of the spirit. And you can... Then obey God because you need might to obey God. Amen. If you are not spiritually strong, you cannot obey God. When God says, Go on missions to Burkina Faso, your earthly and sensual self will come. And you will say, Oh, I don't go to places where I don't know anybody. I don't go to places where I don't know the language yet. I don't go to places where I have not built a house. And I don't go to places where I have to travel. But if you have the might of the Holy Spirit and you receive a word like that from God, then you say, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Amen, somebody. Strengthened with might. Everybody do this. Strengthened with might. Say it after me. Strengthened with might. By his spirit in the inner man. Amen. The Holy Spirit strengthens you. As you go to secondary school, now you even have double traction. When you come home, foolishness galore. Foolishness galore. And sometimes you say, Lady Reverend, it's not easy. I want to overcome, but when I see the boy, I remove my skirt. <laughs> Lady Reverend, it's not easy. 
but the things I watch is not easy. But when the Holy Spirit is allowed to be Lord and you pray, he will strengthen you by his spirit in the inner man. When I got born again in my home, there was no born again Christian among my siblings. I was the youngest girl and I was the first person to be born again. Now, I have about eight siblings ahead of me because we are 13 in all. So I have eight siblings in front of me who are much older and they didn't know the Lord at the time and their lifestyle was totally different from mine. And I had a lot of ridicule and laughing and, and you are so queer and, and why, why are you not normal? And my brother said to me when I had a beloved that, so the beloved has come to visit you and he's going to sleep in my other sister's house and you are not going there to spend the night. Can't you give an excuse and go there and spend the night? And I said, we Christians don't believe in that. And they said, really? Then you people, you are not normal. You are artificial. We can't believe it. Because they were earthly at the time. And they were sensual at the time. And they were probably devilish at the time. But there was a certain might. I was strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man. A quiet but strong influence that only God could put there. Amen. It is not that you and your beloved don't feel like kissing. You do. But you do not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Amen. How come, Lady Reverend? Because the Holy Spirit lives in you. The Holy Spirit has been my friend for so many years. And yet, his work in me is not finished. He will work in me till Jesus calls me home. You too, let the Holy Spirit be your friend so that you will overcome enemy territory around you. Amen. God gave me might in the inner man, strength to live for him, to serve him, to stay focused. It was only spiritual, not because I'm a superwoman, but the Holy Spirit makes me more than a superwoman. Amen. And I kept praying for my siblings, including Bishop Kakra, whose daughter is here. Praying for them, that they will come to know God, that God will reveal himself to them. One of my brothers recently asked me, so how long did you pray for? And we started to calculate, and it looked like it took about 10 years. But when the spirit of might came, it quickened them, and they also gave their lives to Christ. And they were changed like night and day. Change is an effect of the Holy Spirit indwelling you. Amen. The nightclubs they were going to, they went no more. The smoking they were smoking, they stopped instantly. The girls they were chasing, they stopped. Not because there was a king standing on them, but our friend the Holy Spirit strengthened them with might by his spirit in the inner man. You too, the Holy Spirit can give you strength. Amen. The Holy Spirit influences our ability to be holy. Amen. Our ability to be holy 
is influenced by the Holy Spirit. Galatians chapter 5, verse 16. This I say then, walk in the Spirit, and ye shall not fulfill the desires of the flesh. Amen. There are two places you can walk. Either in the spirit or in the flesh. And the Bible is saying here in Galatians 5.16 that when you walk in the spirit, you see, when you are walking on the other car park, there's no way you can be walking here at the same time. So when you walk in the spirit, you are not available to walk in the flesh. Amen, somebody. The people on my left, are you hearing me? So the Bible says, walk in the spirit and you will not fulfill the desires of the flesh. So when you walk in the Holy Spirit, it will help you and I to be holy. What are some of the desires of the flesh? The flesh likes to sleep and not pray. The flesh likes to... The flesh likes boys. And the flesh likes girls. And the flesh likes pornography. And the flesh likes sexual things. And the flesh likes rebellion. And the flesh likes disobedience. The flesh likes everything. But the Bible says walk in the spirit. When you are walking to Adenta, you can't at the same time walk to Kaswa. You can't. Walk in the spirit and you will not fulfill the desires of the flesh. Amen. Don't worry, we'll soon break for lunch. 17, for the spirit, for the flesh lusted against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary, the one to the other, so that you cannot do the things you would like to do. But if you are led of the spirit, you are not under the law nor the works of the flesh. Amen. Some of us are too fleshly. Everything the flesh tells you, you do. Because the power of the Holy Spirit is not in you. But it takes you to make a decision that I will walk in the Spirit. When you walk in the Spirit, the Holy Spirit will influence everything you do. Galatians 5.22 The Holy Spirit, when it comes into us, it bears fruit. It bears fruit. It doesn't just come and live in you as excess baggage. That is just staying in you. But it bears fruit. The fruit of the Spirit is love. Love. Joy. Amen? Joy is different from happiness. Happiness is based on happenings. But joy is... In spite of all that you are going through, you have a certain joy. It is a form of happiness if you like, but it is not a happiness that is based on what is happening in your life. It is based on the presence of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Sometimes you go through things and people say, oh, but why are you still normal? Why are you still smiling? Why are you still laughing? Why are you still serving God? As if there's nothing. Many years ago, 
when I was going to get married, our church was not as it is today. We were meeting in a canteen. And my parents and my husband's parents were not happy that how can they come to a canteen for church, even on the Sunday of the wedding? And long story short, we went through a lot of persecution. My father withdrew even his financial help. I cried a little, but I was also full of joy. I was okay, not because I'm superhuman, but my friend, the Holy Spirit, when he's in you, he will bear the fruit of joy. So no matter what you are going through, there's a certain joy. There's a certain spirit that tells you it's not finished. It's not the end. And at the end, my father would say, oh, what you people are doing, only God can do it. As for your husband, he reminds me of Jesus Christ. But before, when I was going to get married to him, somebody told him, this man you are giving your daughter to is a Satanist. But when you have joy and the Holy Spirit empowers you, you get to a place that people even start to change the things they say about you. And my father started to say not, that he is not demon-possessed, my husband, but he is really a child of God and he reminds him of Jesus Christ. The joy of the Holy Spirit keeps you going. Amen. And the, the Holy Spirit comes into you and just begins to bear that fruit. Love, joy, peace. Peace in a troubled world. In a world where they don't know whether they want Brexit or breast come. Amen. In a world where there's war, there's poverty, there's divorce, there's betrayal. There's, I mean, some of you, there's no peace in your home. It's like a war zone. But when the Holy Spirit comes... He will breathe peace into your life. In spite of all that is happening in you, that is the fruit of the Spirit. And then self-control. Amen? It didn't say other control. You see, we are so used to remote control that when we hear self-control, we feel it has nothing to do with us. And that somebody else should control us. Let me ask you something. Some of you, your parents have tried to control you, but it has not worked. You have a secret life, and you are sitting here. Some of you, your church has tried to control you. You are a dual Christian. Your life is two. When you come to church, you are different. When you are not here too, you are different. Your life is two. You have friends we don't know about. You have friends who are secret. In fact, the first person who gave you drugs is in the church, and he has made you a drug addict, and you are moving. But you don't have the fruit of the Spirit, which is self-control. Self-control is something the Holy Spirit allows you to become. When the Holy Spirit comes into you, He helps you to control yourself. So when you are angry, you don't just speak, and you are just rude to your mother and everybody around you, banging doors, having attitude. That's not the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit says, you are angry, but control yourself. It says, you are hungry, but don't steal. It says, you like that boy, but don't remove your trousers. You love that girl, but don't remove your trousers. Amen. You love that boy, but don't remove your bra. Amen, somebody. 
The Holy Spirit helps you to say no. 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 To who? To yourself. To yourself. The Holy Spirit gives you self-control. Amen? Gentleness is the fruit of the Spirit. Gentleness. Some of you girls, you have to learn how to be gentle. Gentleness is not weakness. Amen. Gentleness is not being a matazan. But having a certain calmness, a certain gentleness, not, not being anxious or afraid, knowing that God is at work and God will bring you through. That is the influence of our friend, the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Holy Spirit helps us to be holy and to have the fruits of the Spirit. I'm ending at 1.30, so. Ezekiel 36. Some of you don't know Ezekiel. Go to the Old Testament. 26 to 27. 26 to 27. Ephesians. Hey, Ezekiel. <laughs> if you don't know Ezekiel, it's okay. Look for it in your Bible. These days it's easy. In our time, we didn't have you press and it just comes. <laughs> so you should know the, the Bible better than us. I think I've spoken about this verse already. A new heart also will I give you. And a new spirit will I put within you. And I will take away the stony heart out of your flesh. And I will give you a heart of flesh. Amen. A heart of flesh means a heart that is sensitive to the Holy Spirit. A stony heart is a heart that when you plant the word, it bounces. When you speak deliverance, it bounces. When you throw out anything spiritual, it doesn't materialize. Because the heart is a heart of stone. The heart of stone belongs to those who don't know the Lord. But those who know the Lord... God changes your heart and gives you a heart of flesh. He gives you a new heart. And that is where your spirit man is changed and the Holy Spirit lives there. He says, I will give you and I will put a new spirit within you. Amen? So when you become born again and you allow the Holy Spirit, God is able to put a new spirit within you. Now, the Holy Spirit, in helping us to be holy, will also help us to speak the truth. Amen? The Holy Spirit helps us to speak the truth. John 14, verse 17. John 14, verse 17. We are ending in 11 minutes. John 14, verse 17. Even the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him, but you know him, for he dwells with you and shall be with you. I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. Amen. If the Holy Spirit is a spirit of truth, 
then when he comes to live in us, he will help you to tell the truth. Amen? Some of us are pathological liars. Even when we don't need to lie, we'll lie. Amen? When mommy says, have you done your homework? You say yes. Do you have assignment? You say no. And then when the results come, they say, never does his homework. Never turns in his homework. Meanwhile, when you came home, we asked you, do you have homework? You said no. But when the spirit of truth lives in you, it will help you to speak the truth. Amen, somebody. And the Bible says the word of God is also truth. So when the word of God is spoken to you, because now God has changed your heart, and it's not a heart of stone, the word of God changes you. But when your heart is hardened, then the word of God cannot penetrate that word. But the Holy Spirit does all this work for you, so that you and I, our lives will be easier. Amen. Turn to somebody and say, do you have a heart of stone? Or you have a heart of flesh? Finally, the Holy Spirit helps us to love. Finally, for this session, the Holy Spirit helps us to love. Romans 5, verse 5. I said love is also a fruit of the Spirit. The Holy Spirit helps us to love. The love of God is shed abroad in our hearts. By who? By the Holy Spirit. Some of you, you have a problem with forgiveness. Even your siblings, you can't forgive them. Your father who didn't look after you and does not look after you, you cannot forgive him. But when the Holy Spirit comes, he will give you what it takes so that you will forgive. Yes, your flesh may cry out, but your spirit man will be strong. And God has come with his love and poured it in our hearts when we become born again so that we can naturally love because the world cannot love. But when the, the word of God comes and the spirit of God comes, he sheds abroad the love of God in our hearts. So our spirit man is affected. And when it is affected, it helps you to forgive. Amen, somebody. Some of you, you are in the same church, but you are not talking to somebody. You are in the same church, but there are circles and cliques and camps. And this camp cannot join this camp. But when the Holy Spirit has come in you and is shedding the fruit of the Spirit, it will, it will shed the love of God abroad in your heart and you will be able to forgive. I pray that the Holy Spirit will be real to us, that the Holy Spirit will begin to be close to us, that the Holy Spirit will be a friend. It is not an it, it is a he. The Holy Spirit is a personality. The Holy Spirit is a person that God sends into our hearts and cries, Abba Father. In the next session, I will follow up with our friend, the Holy Spirit. And I pray that those of you who are not sure whether the Holy Spirit, first of all, whether he dwells in you. And secondly, whether he is even your friend, you are not sure. I want to give you an opportunity to make the Holy Spirit your friend. Stand to your feet, please. My friend, the Holy Spirit. Stand to your feet, please. Let the rain of 
Your presence fall on me. Help me. Everywhere that I let the rain of your presence fall on me every day. Your prayer, rain of your presence, fall on me. Oh, everywhere that I go, Lord, let your presence flow, rain on me. The Holy Spirit is the presence of God. Let the rain of your presence fall on me. With every breath I breathe, let the rain of the Holy Spirit fall on It's the presence of God everywhere. Everywhere. It can go with you everywhere. I go, Lord, let your Let this song be your prayer. Lift up your hands to Jesus. Love divine. Love divine. out to you with his hand from the first floor to the second floor from the back to the middle and to the front every head bowed and every eye closed because this is a solemn time in his presence I'm bargaining for your soul Jesus is reaching out to you because the Holy Spirit is his spirit you want to say lady reverend pray for me forget about who is on your left and who is on your right just lift up your hands wherever you are standing. Lady Reverend, I need God. I'm not sure whether my heart is of stone or is of flesh. But today, I want to be sure. Just lift up your hands. Let your hands go right above your shoulder. Wherever you are, it doesn't matter even if you're on top. I see your hands. I see your hands. God bless you. And if you've lifted up your hands, do one more thing. Have the boldness and the humility to come forward. And give your life to Christ. His presence will fall on you. Let the rain of come. Come from the top. I saw your hands. Come from the first floor. I see your hands. Come from the back. Jesus is here. Come, run. 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 The Holy Spirit. Run. Run. 
Let it rain. Oh, lift up your Let hands. The Let the rain of his presence fall on fall you. On me. Come. I don't care what your nickname is. I don't care what school you are coming from. I don't care how you are known or what nickname you have. Jesus is reaching out to you. I don't care what you do in church. Come to Jesus. It's important. We are waiting. You can come to the side. You can come to the side. Joy on speed. Hurry up. You are coming from the top. I can see you. Come. We are waiting. You are important. Jesus, dear Jesus, this afternoon, this afternoon, I come to you, I come to you, just as I am, just as I am, Jesus, Jesus, I know, I know, that I'm a sinner, I'm a sinner, and I deserve, and I deserve, to go to hell, to go to hell, but because you died, but because you died, on the cross, on the cross and shed your blood and shed your blood to save me to save me i am saved i am saved by this prayer by this prayer jesus jesus come into my heart come into my heart and become the master and become the master and the lord and the lord of my life of my life take out the stony heart take out the stony heart and give me a heart of flesh and give me a heart of flesh send the holy spirit 
Send the Holy Spirit into my heart. Into my heart. To make me your child. To make me your child. And to give me strength. And to give me strength. To live for you. To live for you. Jesus. Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. That one day. That one day. You will come for me. That you come for me. And take me to heaven. And take me to heaven. To a perfect world. To a perfect world. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. By this prayer. By this prayer. I have become your friend. I have become your friend. I embrace. I embrace. The sweet influence. The sweet influence. Of the Holy Spirit. Of the Holy Spirit. Thank you for a new life. Thank you for a new life. From today. From today. The 30th of March. The 30th of March. 2019. 2019. I'm born again. I am born again. And I'm a child of God. And I'm a child of God. Satan. Satan. Listen to me. Listen to me. I break every tie with you. I break every tie with you. Christ has set me free. Christ has set me free. And I'm free indeed. And I'm free indeed. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. You are a new creation. Yes. God is sending and has sent his yes. spirit into your heart. Yes. It is crying up a father. Yes. God bless you. You may go to your seats. that only the Holy Spirit can help you break it may even be a secret life tonight this afternoon God is saying to you enough is enough there was a guy who was in this church and he had a dual life I kept speaking to him that God says being homosexual is not part of his plan for your life not because Lady Reverend says it, but because God says it. I spoke to him many times. He just went on denying. But the Lord told me to tell him that his days were numbered. I didn't really understand what it meant. I was at an engagement one Saturday when I got a call that he was coming with some of the friends that were like him. And at Circle, he had had an accident and his head had divided into two. It was over. God had called him home. You are here this afternoon. Every eye closed and every head bowed. We mean business with God this afternoon. You know you have addictions that are not of God. Influences that are not of God. Secret and known lifestyles. It doesn't matter whether you are the lead singer or whatever you do. God has given you another chance. Every head bowed and every eye closed. Just come forward now. I don't have time. I want to pray for you and break the power of Satan. Whatever it is you are struggling with, God is reaching out to you this afternoon. 
Come quickly, it's the last group. And then we are done. God has given you a chance. Today, if you hear his voice, don't harden your heart. Come, come quickly, run. Run, 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 run. Run, the presence of the Holy Spirit is here. He will strengthen you with might by his spirit in the inner man. Whether it's masturbation, whether it's pornography, whether it's drugs, whether it's things on your iPad, whether it's, I don't know. God is reaching out to you. Come. It's not about popularity. today to find out more about the resources available by Adelaide Heward Mills please visit the Vision Bookshop at the Kodesh North Kanishi or meet her on Facebook at Reverend Mrs. Adelaide Heward Mills for prayer and counseling please call 0243-187-900 you can also drop us an email at honeyonmylips at gmail.com we would love to hear from you until next time God richly bless you